much love. When there's lightning, you know it always brings me down. Because it's free and I see that it's me who's lost and never found. It's episode 31, season four of Ravage Love. And full disclosure, Julie, I almost read Venus by Bananarama. But as we know, or I did after I did a quick little Google search, Venus is not a Greek goddess. No? No, she's Roman. Oh. The equivalent would be Aphrodite. Oh. So I almost I almost bamboozled myself real quick. But I, I did want to read Venus. Well, so. why is it that you wanted to read something about a Greek goddess today, Renee? Well, because we're doing Greek this week. Hells yeah. Greek, Julie. Hells yeah. So every time I hear any equivalent of like doing Greek or getting all I think of is the uh, sex worker terminology. Oh, what is that? Um, So when sex workers are working in it, when sex workers have a menu, a full service sex workers have a menu and they're operating in a state, province, country, nation, whatever, where it's illegal. They obviously have to use, you know, slang terms to describe. So Greek is anal. If you oh. say that you are, you will go Greek, you are into Greek, da da da, it means <laughs> anal. Well, get me to the Greek because <laughs> big fan, big fan. That's what, it, that's what I think of. But yes, this week we're doing Greek. And the reason why is because Renee has had a book in her arsenal for a while that she has been dying to read. I have no idea what it is, but it is somehow related to Greek, Greek mythology, what have you. So we went with it. I still don't know what it is, so I'm very excited. But to get us started, I'm just going to tell you about the Hot Mess Express that I read this week. Are you fucking ready, Renee? I am buckled up, got my toga on, we're ready to roll. All right, so I read The Greek Billionaire and His Secretary by by Marianne T. Now, something I did not know, but quickly discovered over the past week, is that Greek billionaires are a huge subgenre of romance, especially kind of in the Harlequin world. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because Greek went under because of corruption. You know, their economic system fell apart. And now I don't know. I do not know why Greek billionaire specifically is something that comes up a lot. Uh, But it is. And if you are listening to this and you have a Kindle or a Kobo or even the public library or you're on Goodreads, like put in Greek billionaire and it is astounding (laughs) how much will come up. Like, it's just so, it's so bananas to me. And I also am like, the feminist in me is like, hmm, is it because the other place that's known for having very, very rich people is the Middle East? And because of racism, women don't want to read about um, Middle Eastern men and like Mediterranean men are close-ish to being white. Like, I'm not sure. Cause like Greek is not the only, like Greece is not the only place that has billionaires. America has a lot. <laughs> when Galen is a goddamn billionaire. <laughs> The Kardashians are billionaires, but anyways, so is Rihanna, and she's from Barbados. I'm not seeing no Barbados billionaires in these books, but anyways, that was a really intense alliteration. (laughs) (laughs) Barbados billionaire books. So anyways, the Greek billionaire and his secretary. So I decided to choose a Greek billionaire book because 
I just was like, I gotta know why it's either Greek mythology um, or it's Greek billionaires. There's no in between. So this book was written in 2015 uh, by USA Today bestselling author Marianne T, as I said, who writes, using her words, steamy rom-com. Fun fact about Marianne is she is Filipino Chinese and she has lived her entire life in the Philippines. And another fun fact that you would appreciate is, again, her words, she is addicted to horror movies. So uh, a kindred spirit, if you will. I mean, I just downloaded a buttload of Christmas movies. Um, (laughs) So, so many, Julie, that I had to uh, delete other movies off my Plex server and my computer. Um, So if you haven't taken a peek yet, my friend, uh, you go do that, including the Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yes. Lindsay Lohan's having her comeback. It's on Netflix, friends. Uh, It is, but it's also on my Plex server. Is it Um, like falls for you at Christmas or something? I don't know. She's on it and she's in a red dress and I'm like, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. The reason why I bring up the title is because it's part of the, do you know the premise of that movie? No idea. She goes full Natasha Richardson in that she goes on a ski trip. So she's like a billionaire and she goes on a ski trip and she falls and hits her head and gets amnesia and then falls in love with a man at the ski resort. And so it's literally called like falling for Christmas. That's that's just overboard. That's all that is. <laughs> exactly. Overboard. It's overboard. It's like it's so funny. Yeah. So it's basically a remake of Overboard, but she goes to like some ski resort and she falls, and that's why it's called Falling for Christmas. Um. Anyways, I'm very excited okay. to see it. And yes, you do love horror. You love horror movies, but you also and horror smut and horror novels in particular, but you also love a capital C cheesy Christmas movie more than anyone I know. I think you're single-handedly keeping the W network and the Hallmark channel in business. I think you are you and like a lot of middle-aged moms in juicy couture pants in the suburbs Mm -hmm. are watching some Christmas movies. So I cannot wait for our Christmas episodes to start flowing. You know, that's my favorite time of the year. Um, Mm -hmm. But for now, let's go to Greece. You want to go to Athens, buddy? Well, who cares? We're going anyway, even if you don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Sacrament, this book was a mess. Now, apparently it is a prequel. Typically, you don't need to read a whole series to appreciate a prequel. But I wonder if I actually had read this full series, I would have known more of what's going on. But that's not how a prequel works, people. So I'm going to give you a real short synopsis because this book was about 40 pages um, and it was very confusing and I'm a very intelligent person. But so Willow, Willow is in Athens and she goes to a dinner party where um, she is assigned to sit beside someone. So it's like assigned seating and she goes and it is Stavros Manolos, who is a Greek billionaire and he is unsurprisingly beautiful uh he was one of people's sexiest man alive um and he's not real happy about being there because this party is hosted by a couple that includes the woman he desperately loves but she rejected him and is now with someone else 
So Stavros, not real happy to be there. And Willow, for reasons that are never explained, is also not too keen to be there. Also for reasons that are never explained, but definitely said multiple times, Willow is a terrible dresser. She's a beautiful woman wearing an ill-fitting and very ugly dress. And apparently this is common for her. Do we know why? Couldn't fucking tell you. So... (laughs) Everything, everyone thinks that he is just this masculine, beautiful, machismo dude, but Willow knows differently because Willow once walked in on him crying in a courtroom. Why was she in that courtroom? Don't know. Why was he alone in that courtroom? Also do not know. Um, It's sort of hinted that she was helping to edit a book about the legal system. So she wanted to go inside the courtroom to figure out what it looks like to describe it in the book, which I'm like, we've all seen television. We know what courtrooms look like. (laughs) But she walked in there one time a few years ago and saw Stavros crying. And then she confronted him and he was just like, the love of my life. She left me for someone else. And she's like consoling him. And then he's like horny about it. And then kind of comes on to her and they have a makeout and then just part ways. Does that sound confusing? Well, that's what it was. I don't know what to tell you. That's just how it was described. So she's sitting beside this guy and he's like, oh shit, she knows my secret. I'm not made of stone. And meanwhile, she's like, ha ha ha, this fucking guy has to be tortured by watching this woman dance with someone else. So then they do banter. And by banter, I mean, uh, I don't even know. It's, I mean, it, it fits the definition, but barely. It's not sexual. It's not hot. I guess it's just sort of like if you love, if you got a kink for an enemies to lovers situation, like they're kind of jabbing at each other, but there's sexual tension, that kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they decide that they, anyway, she goes to leave the, the party. She's like, Oh, I'm over it. And then he follows her into the elevator and he comes on to her and he's like, you know, you want to blah, blah, blah. And then what does she say? But I'm a virgin. <laughs> and he's like, let's go back to my hotel or go back to your place. And she's like, I live with my parents. And so he's like, let's go back to my hotel. So they do. And they have sex ish, but it, there's no P and V because he's like, uh, you're a virgin. And she's like, I need to protect myself and I need to like maintain my purity for the love of my life. But also I'm so wet and it's like described so graphically, but still never in a hot way. Like, <laughs> like at one point, she literally is on her hands and knees and then she just starts going, I want your cock. Like, <laughs> I cannot imagine a circumstance where that would sound hot. Like she just literally like almost like, like got your nose. kind of a thing. <laughs> Like she's crawling around and she's like, but I want it, but I want it so much. And then he's like, do you want my cock? And she's like, but I want your cock. Like it's literally, that's how I imagined it in my head. I, this story, like I said, it was only 40 pages long. I read it and I was like, what the fuck? And then like two days later, I reread it and I was like, nope, it is very much this zany and strange, but like, it's supposed to be hot. Like it's clearly not trying to be funny, but I'm like, whew, okay. So they play this little got your nose. I want your cock situation. And then she blows him and whatever. And then they go to sleep and he leaves the next day. And then she's like, oh no. 
and then never hears from him again. And then cut to several months later in Florida, and he is hiring a secretary, and his someone and his staff is like, "Oh yeah, we've we've assigned you your new secretary." And who walks in? Willow. And then it ends. So I'm going to assume that in the actual series, this is the origin story of how Willow became Stavros's secretary. I guess. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's called a Greek billionaire and a secretary, but um, like Renee, I wrote down some quotes. Okay. Like at one point during the sex scene, um, not only does she say, I want your cock, which made me laugh so hard, um, but also <laughs> it says his cock went wild inside his pants. <laughs> And Ooh. I'm just picturing, you know that meme where it's like, calm your tits, and it's this meme of this woman being like, no! And she's like juggling her tits. That's what I pictured about, like, like his cock just going wild in his pants. Like, just like, it flopping around. Like, it just, I was like, how is that hot? Like, if a man says, my penis is going wild in my pants right now, I would be like, sir, this is a Wendy's. Like, I would just, like, not be able to fucking <laughs> pull it together. The other thing that I will say about this book, one, his pet name for her in bed was Witch, which oh. I've never heard before. Never heard anyone say the name Witch as his pet name in bed, but I was like, okay. But the last thing I will say about this god-awful book, it was 44 pages long, okay? Not even. Not even. It was 39 pages long. And 11 times, okay? 11 times she spells out she <laughs> which oh, wow. is how I read it because I watched The Wire um, but literally shit spelt with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eyes <laughs> 11 times it'll be like you know he was the people's magazine sexiest man alive and then it cuts to her going she <laughs> and then it's like oh no i'm in the elevator with him and my panties are wet but i'm a virgin she <laughs> i wish i was exaggerating and i'm fucking not i literally the second time i read it i counted it was 11 times so this book is getting zero out of five in the spicy. I'm not even going to bother to come up with like a sexy accoutrement because it was so like, it was all like, my nipples are going crazy under my blouse. Like literally words like that. His cock was going crazy and wild in his pants. Like it just felt like, what the kind of fucking sex <laughs> are these people having? So it wasn't hot. It was not great. Um, but it was short. And I'm disappointed for a lot of reasons. One of which is I've been to the Mediterranean. I don't think there is a more beautiful demographic of human beings. The most beautiful man I have ever seen in my entire life was on the beach in Cyprus. And I gawked like it was like I was not being polite. I was so shook by how beautiful this man was. And I was like, this is why they call them Greek gods. Because holy shit, this man is beautiful. So like, I was invested. <laughs> you want to tell me a story about a billionaire who's also from Greece? I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. No, let's go nowhere. <laughs> so do not recommend the Greek billionaire and his secretary. <sighs> that was my journey wow. this week. Yeah. 
It wasn't great, bud. It wasn't great. It doesn't, doesn't sound great. It doesn't no. It doesn't sound great. But I don't give it. I'm not even going to read you a reenactment because it wasn't worth it. It would literally just be me going, shit, 11 times. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, I'm going to pass the mic over to you because I have been dying to know what this book is about for months. So hit me. Okay. Before I do, here's some fun facts about Greece. <laughs> oh, my God. Hit me. Cheesecake was invented in Greece. No. Greece. Yeah, yeah, cheesecake. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, the word idiot <laughs> was invented in Greece. <laughs> Love it. Um, in ancient Greece, the unibrow was fashionable. Oh. Yeah, and and if you if you didn't have one, you would paint it in or you would use animal hair and stick it on your face with tree resin. Oh my god. So you got a little maple syrup, you got a little animal fur. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> um and then hard last to but ride not, though. Hard to ride that kind of a mustache. Really, it really is. Um and then last but not least, infant side was very common in Sparta. So Oh, uh, yeah, I, th- I don't know. I th- they would just leave them outside. Oh! Like, they wouldn't chuck them in a hole. They'd just be like, okay, bye. Fend for yourself. Bye. bye. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, that was most societies before, you know, the technology of abortion, honestly. So, it. Yeah, exactly. You got to do what you got to do. Is your book set in ancient Greece? It is not, Julie. Oh, okay. In modern day. And, um,. I have never seen a book that had as much fan art as this. Wow. Unless it was like Neil Gaiman. Like this is, (laughs) this is a book that people love. And I could have sworn it had a different title when I saved it um, last year. Um, but uh, it says it doesn't, and but it it does have a new cover. So like our books from a few weeks ago, where it was like a classic style of cover with like mine had like a gargoyle and the lady and yours had like um what was it like a like a swamp thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lady. So the new cover for this is similar to that, but the original cover just has a bottle of milk on it. Oh, no. And then a shadow. Oh, no. And then an arm putting on some latex gloves. So my book was called Morning Glory Milking Farm by C.M. Nascosta, a monster bait romance. Originally, I thought it was called Milking the Minotaur, and I remember it being called that. So the bottle on my cover is overflowing with at first glance appears to be milk oh boy bear with me are you going to explain to our lovely listeners what a minotaur is minotaur is a cow beast man okay yeah so like you know a centaur is like half man half horse Mm -hmm. so a minotaur is like this humongous cow like bull Mm -hmm. with like man like it's like it's like built like a human um with the exception of it's like cow head and like it has hooves and um a huge huge fucking dick like just (laughs) huge dick so violet 
Violet is um, a young woman. She's, you know, going to grad school or, or is considering going to grad school, um, but she's just like barely getting by. And her mother really, really wants her to move back home and like live in their garage. And she's like, I don't want to do that. Um, so she's like really trying to make a go of it in the big city, but she just has like so much debt. She's like barely getting by. Um, and so one day she finds this job ad and the ad is just basically like no experience necessary on the job training, vacation, benefits, dental, um, and it's for a milking technician. And so she's like, this might, this might be my answer out of all this debt and stuff. And maybe I can, you know, work here while I'm trying to find something more in my field, um, not quite sure what her field is. It's like art history, but it's specific to like architecture, I think. But I don't know what you would do with that because she's not an architect. Anyway, so this this milking farm is located in a place called Cambrick Creek. And Cambrick Creek is this beautiful scenic little town, like a Hallmark town. Um, and it's got all kinds. So all kinds of like fantasy creatures live there, like goblins, vampires, witches, like the whole kit and caboodle, bug people, lizard people. <laughs> They're all there. This is where they live. Um, there are some in the city, but the city is not designed for them. It's not accessible for fantasy creatures. But Cambrick Creek is built with them in mind. So you got big houses, little houses, sh grocery stores that have like bugs and shit for all the people who eat bugs. It's a great little place. She really likes it there. So she goes to this uh, job interview. They like her. They give her like um, training videos and stuff. And she is like, okay, if, if I like these training videos and if it's okay, I'll stick it out. I'll stick it out. And so she starts watching the videos and she's like, wait a minute, the fuck, what is this? And then eventually she realizes that Morning Glory Milking Farm milks Minotaurs for their semen. And the reason that they do that is because um, the semen goes into human male dick, peel dick pills, like Viagra. It, it's it's whatever is in the semen that makes the dick pills pop. <laughs> so the Minotaurs are all like businessmen or like regular folks. And like they, they get paid to do this. So it's like win-win, right? Everybody gets something. So her job would be to jack off the bulls um, and then collect the specimens. And the, the more volume of semen, the more they get paid. So some people are like really serious about it. But like there's like businessmen cows and they come in and they just like crank it out and then they're gone. But they don't even touch their own dicks. Like there's like the technicians, they do it. And then they like pop one of those like sucking things like they use on dairy farms onto their dicks and suck out the rest of the semen. Um, but Violet is a perfectionist. And if anything is worth doing it's worth doing right. And so she takes it, she takes these like training videos to heart and she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Um, cause I'm going to, I'm going to be the best milker. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Um, and she is, she's really good at it. And over time it becomes less weird to her. She doesn't really want to tell everybody what she does. Like she doesn't tell her mom or anything, but you know, the money's good. She works pretty hard. She 
able to start paying down her bills. She's able to get like coffee shop coffee and she's really happy about it. So she has one client. We learn later his name is Rourke, which I think is really funny because I used to work for a Dr. Rourke. Oh, nice. He was, yeah, he was no bull, but (laughs) this guy is a bull and he's a businessman and he's very nice and they get along. Um, He's got like the, the thickest, biggest bull penis she's seen yet. But he's a regular. He comes like every two weeks. And then he starts to request her because she does this thing with her fingers and his foreskin and he loves it. Um, she has little teeny tiny little baby hands, I guess. And she like is clawing up inside his foreskin and he's just like, whoa. And he like comes everywhere. So he loves it. But then um, she ends up having to like leave because like her great aunt dies and she's she's gone for a few weeks and he like misses her. He's like, oh my god like i missed you and you know it it was really nice and she starts to like get a crush on him but she's like it's work i don't know and so eventually they run into each other at this coffee shop in town and she's really into him and then she makes friends with a vampire and then over time she and rourke start dating and her life turns around and she's able to get a job in her field and keep she she elects to keep working at the milking farm. Um, and they just live happily ever after. Like there's there's nothing except them fucking um, and lots of scenes in the milk factory. Um, here's what I'm going to say, though, is that it was excellently written and it was spicy I'm sorry. It just was. It was. It was a, okay. It was a spicy book. Now, not not the milking bits. The milking bits I could have done without. Um, especially looking at the cover now with fresh eyes <laughs> after having read this book. I do know now that the frothy bottle that's overflowing with what appears to be milk is semen. So on the cover, it's straight up a bottle of semen. And we know here at Ravage Love how you feel about semen. Yes. Now, I just want to put a pin in that real quick and talk about some of the fan art that exists. So I learned later in the book that um, they have like gifts for for like the high earners. And by earners, I mean spenders, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so like pins and like tote bags and shit, like swag paradise. So if you go through even just Google Images to take a look at because i was like i want to see this new cover right they've got mi- like pins that say like mega milkers morning glory milking farm on it and that's one of the pins that this guy gets and they have pins of it then they have little milk bottles that say mega milkers morning glory milking farm on them and people have filled them with milk or lattes and they're just taking sips out of it there's a lot of like actual fan art um of like manatars and and ladies and yeah it it's it's corner it's a market i i didn't expect that i was going to fall into i mean i'm not i i, I kind of had a sense of what i w- was expecting but don't love all of the like glassware like the drinking wear fan art stuff that exists Cause I, who would want to drink that? You know what it makes you think of? A the website. Are you familiar with the website GGG? 
No. It is a pornographic website that may or may not still exist. I'm not sure. Um, but a friend group <laughs> that I used to be a part of, it was kind of like how we would rickroll each other. Um, <laughs> because it's ca- it stands for German Goo Girls. Uh, oh. And it's women who like drink martini glasses full of jizz and like old school milk no. bottle. It's so repulsive to me. It's worse than like... Yeah, it's the it it instantly turns my stomach. And again, here on Ravage Love, we don't yuck people's yams if it's consensual and whatever. But I can't, I can't deal with the idea of like chugging semen. Ooh, Ugh. turns my stomach in a big way. Yeah, no that that's a hard pass <laughs> for me. And it's like um, you know that filter on like TikTok or Instagram or whatever where it goes like ping new kink unlocked um <laughs> there have been times on this show for both of us where you read something and you're like oh didn't realize i would find that so hot but there also needs to be a filter that's just like a oh, nope because that's how i would have <laughs> felt the second i found out that it was milking menatar <laughs> yeah and i mean any any monster it's gonna it's gonna exist there's gonna be smut about it and that's fine and Truth be told, this book was excellently written. It was really sweet. It was a really sweet story. And you kind of don't think of him as a cow man. Um, you think of him as just like this really big guy. Um, until they're like fucking. And she's like, and I held on to his horns. I'm like, stop it. Stop. <laughs> or she's like, his his dick is too big for me to suck. It's like, yeah. Because well, he's a cow. Um <laughs> But he was really nice. It was really like, like the dialogue was really spicy. Like I, I hate, I hate to say that this book was, it was very spicy. It was a spicy book, um, with the cow man and and a little human lady. Um, favorite part about this book was how like, if if the if if she spotted another human with a monster, they'd kind of like wink at each other knowingly, like <laughs> eh, yeah. I know. I know what you're getting. I know. Like, and I think that was a lot of fun. Um, it, yeah. You know what? <sighs> five out of five, Julie. I'm sorry. Five out of Whoa, five. Okay. It was spicy and it was, I hate that it was spicy. <laughs> I really do. And I can't stress enough. Like I, I real. I recognize I'm always like, I grew up on the farm, but I did. <laughs> and I love cows. They're so sweet, but they also don't smell great. And I recognize that like in this world, they're like humanoids. Yeah. And so they power and they have like cologne and shit, but still, uh, still. And like, she just kept going on about his huge balls. And I'm like, mm. well, he would. Right. I mean, people on the show. know you don't like jizz. I do not like balls. If I never had to see a pair of balls or touch a pair of balls or think about balls for the rest of my life, I would be delighted, overjoyed. Over the moon. Yeah. Yeah. So telling me you got big old balls does nothing for me. But knowing this, first of all, how long was this book? It was about 250 pages. Oh my God. Okay. So. Yeah. I thought it was shorter. Like it it looks, with the cover that I have, it looks like it's probably just like a quick and dirty novella. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that she's changed the cover um, to what it is, I would think, yeah, yeah, that's a novel. Um, And like, it, it, it's, from start to finish a happily ever after nothing bad happens 
Um, there's no like surprise epilogue. We're, we're having a baby. Like it wasn't that it was just like this woman had goals and <laughs> you know, she made them happen for herself. She turned her life around. She didn't have to move home, met the love of her life. He's very good to her. And like, they talk about like accessibility in the book because of like the town and, and how it's built specifically to be accessible for these different creatures. And they have like, it's very serious about consent in the book. And then, but it's also very spicy in like the dialogue that they have between one another. And then they, um, like they have like very clear conversations about like wage disparity. Okay. <laughs> Cause he's like, I'm at a place in my life where I am doing very well financially. I'm successful, but you're just getting there. You're at a different spot in your life. So he's like, I'm going to pay for things. When we go on a date, I'm going to pay for your date. Like it's very clear, but it's not like too much. It was just like, Oh, this is a healthy conversation that most people should have. Like, yeah, it was like a no brainer. Right. And at no point did like, there was nothing like how, um, like miscommunication or misunderstandings. Like there was none of that. And like, even if like her vampire friend was like, Oh no, she had an elf friend who was dating an orc. And she's like, you know what? Some of it's really shitty because there's big cultural differences and people talk and this and that. But you just have to communicate. Like you just always have to communicate with, with your man and like it's going to be okay. It's worth it. And I, and I was like, that's honest. That's yeah. Good and that's honest. And I was like, damn it. Why is why is this book about a, a cow man so good? Like, <laughs> So I get why there's fan art, but it doesn't – it doesn't – the fan art does not need to be on milk bottles, guys. Like it's it's semen. If anybody reads your little milk bottle and they're like, "Oh, that's a cute little place to drink your your little lattes," it's like, "Oh no, I see the logo on it, and that's from a book about milking cows <laughs> for their semen." Like, that's I would wink knowingly, but it would be like a, more not even a wink. It would be like a oh, like it would be like a. <laughs> My, like my brow would be furrowed. My unibrow for Greek week would be <laughs> fucking furrowed at this. Um, it was unnecessary. But um, not gonna. I'm not gonna read anything sexy. Okay. What I am gonna read to you is the um, training video. Oh, okay. Yeah, how to how to do the milking. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Okay, all right. Ay, caramba. Okay, here we go. So this this video, this training video is being done by, like, a humanoid fox lady. Okay? Okay, okay. Cool. That, I mean, that tracks, sure. <clears throat> okay. A bright-eyed woman with the features of a fox had filled the screen, beaming from the center of the same lobby the prospective employees had gathered in that morning, wearing a black-and-white Holstein-printed apron over a white cap sleeve top. Behind her, filling the upholstered lobby chairs, was a cluster of minotaurs. Welcome to Morning Glory Farm! Incorporated nearly a decade ago, our mission has rem remained the same since the day our lab processed its first specimen. To uphold the integrity of the genetic material in our care and set a new standard in pharmaceutical processing that the entire industry would model, and to provide a client-first attitude in all we do. 
Our brand new state-of-the-art facility in Cambrick Creek marries all three tenants, putting the client experience at the center of our collection process. As a milking technician on our collection floor, you will be tasked with ensuring a plentiful, speedy collection processed in accordance with our standards in, a safe, in safety and sterility. You've already taken a tour of the facility, now you'll get to see the process in action. Follow me! On the screen, the fox woman had twinkled as one of the minotaurs behind her rose, following her through a set of double doors. Violet had a sudden wave of nerves grip her, an inexplicable panic that had tightened her throat and made her grip the sides of her chair as if she needed to hold on for dear life. A plentiful, speedy collection? What does that mean? What do the minotaurs have to do with anything? She'd had no idea why, no clue that caused the sudden premonition to squeeze her heart, but a tiny panicked voice in her head had begun to whisper, run. As you've already seen, our state-of-the-art collection rooms have been designed for both client comfort and ease of execution by our milking technicians. The bi-level design puts the tools you need right at your fingertips, keeping the process seamless and efficient. A dedicated team ensures each collection room is fully stocked and set up for every client so there is no lag time setting you up for success. On the screen, several feet above the cheerful woman on the upper portion of the curiously designed room, the Minotaur lowered his pants. Violet wasn't sure if her strangled gasp had been swallowed up by the room, for no one had turned or shushed her, and she'd been very ne nearly able to convince herself she'd imagined seeing the quick glance of a rounded backside and swishing tail as the camera panned over a chrome appliance in the center of the room where the smiling woman stood. But there could be no question, a moment later, when the semi-erect minotaur penis appeared through an opening beside the woman's head. Heavy-looking testicles hung behind the jutting appendage, and the foxwoman beamed, depressing the pump of a large bottle on the table beside her, coating her gloved hands in oil. Once your room is set up and your client arrives, you'll need to ensure the collection unit is loaded and your client clipboard in order. Then there's only one thing left to do. Her smile widened, showing a row of blindingly white teeth, offset with long, sharp, completely inhuman canines, and her hands raised, gripping the erection without a moment of hesitation. Start milking. And she does. She, she milks the fuck out of it. <laughs> well. Thank you. Thank you so that much. That was, first of all, I mean, I would believe that voice that you great. So that was a great tapping into your voice work, which you don't get enough Thank credit you. for, for no, how good you are. Um, I'm never going to think about that book ever again on purpose. I'm going to try really hard to bury any and all memories of it because it horrifies me for people to just be like chug a lugging some semen. It's gross. I want to be clear, Julie. I want to be clear. The, the, the specimens were collected for pharmaceutical purposes. Yeah, to help no human point, dicks. I don't give a shit about human dicks. Yeah, I don't either. But like at no point does anybody crack open a bottle of semen and, and like chug it. Okay. That doesn't happen. Okay. And there's only like okay. one scene where she's like trying to suck his little cow little <laughs> his humongous cow dick. Um and and at one point even she's like trying to get it in there and she's gagging and then he starts gagging. He's like, You need to stop because you're gagging and I, I I can't. And so like they don't even shouldn't even suck a lot of dick. Now she will use her little baby hands to jack him off and then spray all the all the cow cum in her face but it's very different from drinking it unlike the people buying this merch online <laughs> yeah oi yeah. oi well Sorry, i just needed to be clear about that. i mean that precision is very important what are we doing next week renee 
Matchmakers. Matchmakers. There's so many directions. And we were both surprised to to realize that we've never done that before. We've never done matchmakers. No, it's kind of come up, but um, yeah. Not as a dedicated theme, if you will. No. So very excited for that because I actually have no idea what I'm going to be reading. So I'm excited to do a little deep dive and try to find something. But hopefully it does not involve copious amounts of semen. Just going to say it. Uh, or she. <laughs> she. Uh, I sent you a picture of one of the uh, pieces of merch that you can find online if you want to just take a little, little peek. Did you send that as a text message? I sure did, bud. Okay, sure let did. me pull out my phone here. Uh, oh, my. Uh, yeah, like, can you imagine? Wow. Mega Milkers you- Morning Glory Milking Farm. Like, if you're up for it, just Google Google the name of the book, and then you can see the cover I'm talking about. Not the new one. Yeah, the yeah. The original. I don't think I will. I'm afraid of what will happen to my search engine if I start, and my, you know, algorithm and such, if I start deep diving into that. I, I just, I feel like you've got to see this overflowing bottle, Julie. It's for the show. <laughs> All right, listeners, I'll look it up at some point, but I need to palate cleanse right now from this because I'm gross. Listeners, please don't worry. I will post both covers. Oh, I was going to say, people, go look at our Instagram uh, and you'll see the covers there when we drop the episode. Um, And make sure you follow us there as well. Uh, Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Review. We love your reviews. We've just crossed the threshold of 100 episodes. So if this was a sitcom, we'd be in syndication. (laughs) So very proud of us. This is our 101 episode. And of course, it had to be gross. (laughs) I mean, it could have been Dalmatians and it would have still been gross. That's So it was just bound to happen. That's absolutely correct. You're right. It's just who we are as people. Uh, Mm -hmm. But join us next week where we're going to be deep diving into matchmakers and I'm excited to find a book around this. Um, but it was lovely chatting with you, Renee, as always. Ravage love. Ravage love. Bye. That's F U S H I G I. Y-A-M-I on Instagram. Connect with us at RavageLove on Instagram and Twitter or by email at RavageLove.podcast at gmail.com.